0: Hi, welcome to the Big Commerce Podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Big Commerce Podcast. I'm your co host, Luigi. And in today's episode, we're joined by Natalie Barton from Gorgeous. Gorgeous is an e commerce focused customer service platform. And today we talk about automations and offering excellent customer service during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Natalie, Hi. welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello, thanks so much for having me. How are you? I am good I, I was gonna say I'm actually very timely uh, with this podcast in the midst of trying to prep all of my uh, all of my brands customers agencies et cetera with Black Friday so I'm busy in a yeah. good way
1: as we all and I think we're looking forward to Black Friday being over it was it was so busy <laughs> last year I actually forgot to do any shopping on Black Friday that's kind of how how it is for us really.
0: Can I just say I'm I always tell the brands I work with I love Black Friday. I am such a cliche uh, American Black Friday shopper. I've done the line waiting. I've been at like all those things that you see on TV. I've been at those things. And ever since I've worked in e-com, I have not done it once. My mind is totally elsewhere. It's more of like a planning behind the scenes perspective now, and I don't enjoy it the same way. (laughs) But I have a lot of respect for the brands that that do it. (laughs)
1: It's, It's kind of ruined it for us, I think. A little bit. So,
0: it's, it's well, funny, you're,
1: you're, you're from one of our um, partners, Gorgeous. Uh, why don't you introduce yes. yourself, your role at Gorgeous, and obviously tell people about Gorgeous itself.
0: Yeah. So um, my name is Natalie. I'm based in Charlotte, North Carolina. I started at Gorgeous as a customer success manager, and now I'm actually a partnership success manager. So just tilted my working relationships a little bit more, less brands directly, and now the agencies that work the magic for those brands. Um, for anybody who's not super familiar with Gorges yet, it is an e commerce help desk. So, the kind of uh, TLDR that I tell everyone, depending on how familiar with that jargon that you are, it just houses all of your customer communications in one place your email, your chat, your social channels, any marketing platforms. It just hones everything in one. So, ideally, you don't have your agents and your team going from tab to tab, just streamlines everything so you can best reply. To customers having their full scope of like their relationship with the brand.
1: But I think the difference, the difference between um, kind of gorgeous okay. and other solutions on the market is that you're specialized in e-commerce and that's yes. something that we really kind of love because, you know, when, when we talk about your competitors who are mm-hmm. just, you know, a bit more of a generic, I wouldn't call it a ticketing system, cause it's not fair, but it's just generic you're right. actually, you've been built for e-commerce merchants.
0: It's always nice to hear someone else say it. So I'm glad it's not just me bra- bragging about us. <laughs> um, but it's true. Everything natively is just built from an e-com eye. So look, those competitors are good at other things. They have positives, negatives. I'm not even here to bash them by any means. But for e-com brands, Gorgeous just tends to be the most natural fit just because everything is built with that in mind which is a nice strong food of ours.
1: Um, And you've been around, I think, for around about, or certainly kind of quite mainstream for the last four years, three years.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, if I have to guess, I've been at Gorgias, in all honesty, I've been here at two for two years. Um, But yeah, I would say about the last four years sounds about right, or a top Shopify app now. So that's always nice. And and Um, you started
1: off in France, didn't you?
0: Um, no, I wish I started off in France. (laughs) Um, I didn't, I, I'm in, so Gorgeous actually has quite a few headquarters, which is great. Very international brand. We have CSMs and support members around the world. Um, but I started off in our North Carolina office, but before that I've been at a few tech companies, um, Google included. So I'm kind of just bringing all this info that I've gathered up until then and just, making it work for gorgeous
1: yeah. we um when i first learned about gorgeous um kind of one of the obviously you were growing on on shopify at the time and i thought okay i'll have a look at this kind of live chat <laughs> system and then it was kind of like right let's throw every everything else that we're working with all the other platforms that i mean we probably worked with about three other platforms one email marketing platform that offered live chat um nice. and then two others that were ticketing it. it's all like, right we're, we're going all in on on gorgeous only because the feature set that had been built was for e-commerce merchants. It was just so much easier for, um, for, for merchants to be able to, I guess, get a picture of the context behind the tickets that were coming in. So somebody emailing you saying, um, Where's my order? Or I've, you know, I ordered these uh, products, only received two. You don't have to switch between windows and say, right, let me log into big commerce now, and or my warehouse management system or order management system and have a look. It's all there on the same screen, so those operators can make quick, um, you know, quick uh, actions to make mm-hmm. sure that the customers. Because fundamentally, I think potentially a lot of people look at it from an operational perspective. It's so easy to use, gorgeous. I've got all the information on one screen. But obviously, where, where you've um, kind of come from, the angle is, it's all about customer service. It's not necessarily about making it easy for the the user, the agent. Mm-hmm. It is about how you c- quickly you can respond with the correct information to the person that's potentially nine times out of 10 got a problem that right. you want to resolve by exceeding their expectations.
0: A hundred percent. And a lot of these, just even from an agent standpoint, they are kind of the director of first impressions, right? Often there's only one shot, um, and typically, if you're reaching out to a cust, you know, to a brand directly, it's for guidance. And it's like the big pre-sale moment, you know, make or break. And there are so many options of absolutely everything nowadays. So they have that one moment to kind of strike and make a good impression, or maybe not the most positive experience, or just the you know the majority of the interactions. Something was delivered incorrectly, whether it be on the brand or not, and then they have to basically win back that loyalty and make sure that they come back. So these are such big moments that I think for some companies feel like, oh, that's just a drop in the bucket. It's inevitable. But these are make or break for a brand. Um so just having everything as accessible for the agent is going to obviously help the agent, but long term it's going to be the best customer experience. So they should be working together. Um, if one is succeeding, so should the other. And that also shows in customer satisfaction surveys. So they both talk to each other and they're both key components.
1: Because most people are fairly reasonable in saying, right, you know, we've got a problem, maybe something arrived damaged, something didn't arrive at all. Something... Really, both, both sides of the coin, i.e. the customer and the merchant, want the same resolution, which is you ordered three of this and we're going to give you three of this and we want to make sure that you get the So most of those negative interactions are quite winnable. You know, you can yes. normally win back. It's just all about finding resolution. And if you're – I mean, it irks me when – you know, on kind of on, on, um, on, on customer service channels, it's like speak to us on live chat. And then clearly that person's managing like three conversations.
0: You always because, know, you can tell. Yeah. And, and
1: it's kind of like, you know, or, or they're having to log into another system whatever. And it's just like it, yeah. gorgeous makes it so much easier. Um So it's, is kind of our go-to solution for, um, for customer service. Customers love it. As soon as you kind of show them a couple of things, they're sold. It's incredible. So Love that. You've really been able to reinvent customer service. And I think it's all, always those, and I've said this before, those unsexy things. So I said it was Shipper HQ about kind of like, you know, the shipping and the checker. It's all those little things that you kind of think are on the fringes. And mm-hmm. it's like, but actually are probably more of a, you know, a pillar in terms of that customer experience than than, than other I wouldn't call it fancy because that sounds a bit wrong, but, you know, just the stuff that isn't so sexy, I guess. So, you know, customer service, making sure that the response times are, you know, are are adequate and they're getting all the information. Mm -hmm. So on on that basis, obviously, kind of, you know, about let's talk about, you know, helping merchants offer a really good service to their customers. Uh, We're going to talk about automation. And yes, we are in, in Q4, so Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And whilst I've spoken to some people who say you need to start planning in, you know, July and August and September, the great thing about Gorgeous is it does not take a long time to implement. So merchants can okay. still be, still got time to um, to implement Gorgeous for uh, for the busy season. So um, I guess the, the, the first thing to, um, to, to ask is kind of with Black Friday, you know, five-ish weeks away, mm-hmm. um, how important... Is is it for merchants to offer a high level of customer service?
0: It's key. I I don't even think that's almost like a question. It is a non-negotiable, especially on Black Friday, kind of for a few reasons. And it's not even Black Friday anymore, right? I was just talking to a brand yesterday who they were telling me that their real Black Friday sale starts the Monday before. And then you have Black Friday. And then you have Cyber Monday. Um, So it's really a non negotiable just for the sheer fact that there is a lot of competition. It's a different time. There's brick and mortar competition, there's online competition. There's no such thing as just, oh, I want this black t shirt. There's hundreds of brands that offer kind of a similar or variation of this one item. So, what's going to make you guys stand out is speed and just access to basically whatever a customer needs. Customers, Even though I'd like to say you have the best intentions, still can get stressed or kind of the hype of the moment happens. And they're not really factoring in if it's during business hours or not. They are just there and like ready to kind of be sold on your product and get them to the end. So you need to kind of have all your kind of chips lined up um, to basically fall appropriately when they're on the site, whether it be with automations, kind of just making sure that your website is able to support the volume that's coming but that's like a non-negotiable to me that's what sets brands apart
1: because exactly that that kind of we're coming into a period where merchants are going to get, get busier not just with the volume of orders mm-hmm. but also potentially the volume of returns and 100%. potentially the, the volume of issues so really customer service is is going to be busy over the next kind of couple of months um and so i, I would 100 agree with you to kind of be prepared and not just you know i mean i had uh, one of our Um, is is a merchant Tom from GTSE and one of the things that they really um, are proud of is their customer service like we respond and that I think that he puts down to being one of the pillars of his success of his business and that's because they've got a process in place they've got kind of those um, I guess those expectations are managed and like you said if, if you get kind of all you know all your chips ready then when the time comes you're not then having to run around and work out what to do you kind of feel a bit more confident and prepared.
0: They should be very proud of that. Honestly, it's not an accident. Good customer service is not a happy accident. It is strategic. It's people that have planned and prepped accordingly. And I think the nice thing is that it's kind of doable. Everybody has access to have the best customer you know, service around. It's just a matter of putting in the work to get there beforehand so that when it's all systems go, it shows.
1: And and also, you you just touched on saying kind of, you know, the the automation. So let's have kind of a a use case. A merchant says, great. Okay, how much does Gorgeous cost? Gorgeous costs what it costs. Okay, so now I've got to employ people to manage my customer service if that's got to improve. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I would counter that just knowing Gorgeous, uh, the product inside out, is you're going to become a lot more efficient with Gorgeous than you would on any email or phone or social media system around. Um, Absolutely and so actually it's you know in that respect it's uh, it's it's false to to be under the pretext that actually you know going into this strategically is going to cost you more it, i think it's mm-hmm. not only an efficiency but it's most certainly an uh, an investment and so you you touched on um on automation there and i know ivan works closely with uh, with you guys so why don't we just talk a bit about how the automation and the customer service i guess will um go hand in hand
0: Yeah, I think even to your initial comment, um, there's a reason that Gorgeous gorgeous doesn't price per user, like more competitors. It really isn't about the users at all. Like we have so many things in place to keep your team, depending on how much of a pain point that is for you, pretty lean, but it not reflecting to the customer, right? They feel like they have a whole team of people kind of supporting them and their access to information is in the blink of an eye. So it's definitely a strategy that gorgeous knows, and we kind of focus on. And then that's why we have a lot of these automation things put into place. And I'm glad that you also said it doesn't take long to set up because it really doesn't. Um, from an automations standpoint, there's a lot of options. It really depends. I would say the two make or break, if you had to just pick two for Black Friday prep, order management. Everybody knows the WISMO, the where is my order, uh, or the anxiety... <laughs> kind of kicks in and everybody is kind of spoiled by amazon right as soon as you place your order you have like this immediate portal at your disposal and now gorgeous has something similar so you can see your order history you can reorder you can track so that to me is key and that's just turning it on with one button it's pretty simple and also making sure that y'all are set up for your pre-sale questions help with sizing uh what Skincare should I start with first? What sneaker is a good fit? Pre sale questions are obviously going to be there. Um, and it's just a matter of when your team is available to answer those or not. So, if we can automate all of those things, you can leave your team readily available for those interactions that genuinely need human interaction and a little bit more kind of specific rapport building are kind of the two that come to mind.
1: I've set up some automations for some customers and I think they're fantastic because it just saves so much awesome. time. Um, one of our one of our merchants in um, Canada, um, shout out to Dallas, because when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, I found out he listened to the podcast or he claimed anyway. So let's see if, if he
0: really <laughs> we're, does. We're going to trust uh, him. We're going to say he's listening. So we'll send we, him. He's,
1: <laughs> he's Canadian. So we'll, have, we, we'll certainly trust him. But anyway, they, they were big fans of Gorgeous and actually those automations have helped to relieve the burden. Yeah. On, on the customer service team because they have some different challenges in that they ship some very large, bulky, potentially heavy items throughout Canada. So their challenges aren't necessarily around the product, but it's actually how do we get the product to the customer. Right. And so you know between using Clavio and um, for certain things and, and Gorgeous, it's just made so many efficiencies for uh, for them. Um, but um, yeah,
2: even I don't know if you've got any
1: questions you want to ask uh, Natalie.
2: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree there and just kind of to chime in, you know, looking at things from uh, the, the customer perspective, really, customer service is a must, kind of, as you said, uh, Natalie, um, you know, it, it's not a non-negotiable if, you know, I'm having issues with my order, if something is not going the way I thought it would, uh, you know, I would say it's a must to have someone to that you can contact and with gorgeous making that easier. It just kind of takes things to the next level. Um, yeah, you kind of, as you said, Luigi. There's sometimes costs to these things, but in the end, it's uh, probably a profit center, really, um, that you just haven't uncovered. And as you said, Natalie, it's, it's up to the company itself to do good customer service. So really, it's in their hands, and anyone has the possibility. Um, but I, I wanted to see, um, you know, if you thought, are there any cost-effective strategies for implementing automation in customer service? And kind of how businesses can budget for these expenses. You know, I know gorgeous is a potential answer, but if you could expand on that,
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. Ah. Um, I was gonna say now maybe hear echo. Um, sorry about that. Making sure everybody can hear my hopefully helpful answer. Um, honestly, it really depends on how much you want to automate, at least from a cost perspective. So, for example, we have a brand; um, they sell baby strollers and supplies, they are automating about 60% of all of their tickets. So just think of what a lean team that they're able to run. 60% of their tickets are fully automated. Wow. So that means people are using the article recommendation. They're using the order management, the quick responses. They have like totally built this out so that they don't have to hire for the holiday. Like they don't maybe need to hire seasonal agents. So they're saving that way. And when you actually If anybody here has any questions about this specifically, I'll make sure that the team has my contact info or you'll know who to go to. We actually have a really good ROI calculator, kind of um, basically doing the math of a seasonal agent or just an agent in general versus an automated interaction from a cost savings perspective. So you are putting, you're investing in something that ultimately is going to have a very high ROI way, way past Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But for some people, maybe you want to automate just the order management piece, and not put too much money in, but get those kind of low-hanging fruit out of the way. The plans are all really customizable, so you can kind of control how much automation there is versus how much human interaction. It's also to say there are automation features that are included in many plans, so don't think that you kind of have to invest in this feature to necessarily get the benefits. It's preparing for kind of, my biggest tip, if anything, and I do think this has to come with a money piece also, it's preparing for the worst case scenario with just the foundation of your help desk. How are you guys assigning tickets? Are you auto assigning them? Are you sorting out your tickets by what customers are writing in about, Um, by intent even, by keywords? Are you having your agents be... Um, kind of like subject matter experts. So I have one clothing brand that they have somebody who's really good at sizing and they are auto assigning all of the tickets to her to increase speed and access to these customers. Um, That's something that's already included in your help desk. You're not doing anything that costs extra money. Do you have your macros built in? So the questions that you're going to answer over and over and over, do you have those set up and updated? Are you setting up your tags accurately so that when the hecticness of black friday cyber Monday is over you actually have data that you can use for next year to help you prep so there are things that don't cost any money at all that can set you up for success this round but also going forward next year so you know what to expect if that hopefully um, shed some light on that
1: I, I love you said that i can just picture somebody or picture yourself just you're running your customer service on email and phone and then you know natively in like instagram or facebook or twitter And then you've got somebody else who's kind of working on gorgeous. And like you said, you've got tags that will give you data for next year. Mm -hmm. You've got, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just comparing apples and oranges because they're so different. But fundamentally, the desired result is all the same to give the customer a response. What you're saying is we can help you to make better decisions in the future because mm-hmm. you're building up this database, this bank of data that can help you, um, with that, uh, with that information and all this, I'm presuming, I guess, loaded question here comes out of the, you know, out of the box of gorgeous. So
0: yeah, a lot of it's already native. I mean, ultimately, I mean, I love using my Gmail inbox. I am never going to shade my, uh, <laughs> my regular, just straight uh, direct to email inbox option, but in terms of actually getting the interactions from customers and being able to do something with it, just the out-of-the-box functionality that Gorgias has, you you just can't compare. It is very much an apples and oranges type of example. Um, we also have, like, AI features now that are going to recommend certain macros to you. So based off of um, Yvonne, let's say you email me and Gorgias is going to automatically recommend, like, oh, hey, Natalie, you as the agent, looks like this response would be a good one to send Yvonne like it's going to help speed up the agents um, as much as possible and even then when everything is over let's say you go to the team and I'm giving a very much worst case scenario but let's say once this crazy week is over you can go to the team and say actually I noticed that there was just based off of like the data that you get alone from the baseline of your help desk I noticed that there was a 30 percent increase in people saying that their orders arrived damaged this week. And somebody can then put together, oh, we actually did change who our distributor is. And then you can actually use this data to move the needle and further kind of improve your company. So, customer service is not just this one little bucket. You're able to make very large scale moves if you have the numbers and the data to back it up. And Gorgeous just makes that natively available to you.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I'm uh, definitely data-centric, and I believe that data should lead the way. So yeah, if you have systems that are in place that can tell you what customers are asking about, and then you can put processes in place to save time with each interaction, you know, the benefits in the long run are.
0: We even have, um, and Yvonne, depending on like how much, I'm a data nerd too, so I get it. Um, But we have like for our article recommendation feature, I actually love this one because we have statistics specifically that show, for example, let's say I clicked on the sizing chart. It'll tell you what percent of people were able to fully kind of um, get their answer from the article recommendation and what number of people still had issues. So then maybe you're going to go back to your team and say, oh, okay, this article in particular is not really helping. It's not deflecting as many you know tickets as we want. Maybe we need to go up like in and update this. So it really tries to have you work smarter, not harder, and know where like a little bit of TLC is needed to that's just awesome. help your customers further.
2: That's awesome. You,
0: you
1: can kind of see why kind of customers that move on to gorgeous just view it as such a game changer because it's not replacing a phone, an email, or a social media wow. inbox. It is just, I don't know, that that's like the tip of the iceberg. hmm Everything else that comes out of that is just mind blowing and it helps them make better business decisions like you said maybe improve you know descriptions on on pages or make sure that there's some kind of information that uh, that customers can use in order to get the right size or, or whatever it is that uh, that they need um, absolutely I mean implementing a customer service um, system isn't easy anyway and then when we're talking about automation. Um obviously that takes a bit of time to do so do you are you aware of like any challenges that business can, businesses can face when they're kind of approaching an automation implementation
0: Definitely. Um, I would say I'm trying to think what what's the biggest challenge if I'm being totally honest, I noticed just the biggest uh, pain point if anything is just bandwidth especially let's even lean into that this is a quarter that a lot of people already have their hands quite full right um but that tends to be the case all the time there's always like an excuse you know or some sort of blocker so i understand but bandwidth tends to be the biggest blocker i will say gorgeous has been very thoughtful about holding all of these things to be out of the box so two examples come to mind let's say migrating your help center or like your FAQ page so that you can use the article recommendation and hopefully lean on that. Gorgeous has a process where you can actually send a request for the Gorgeous team, like an engineer, to transfer your help center over for you, ultimately taking one thing off your to-do list. That's an option. Um, Also, if you already have your top macros used, so let's say you're just diving into really automations and you're not sure what your quick response is, what those common questions are for you to set up, We can just look easily, someone from our wonderful support team or a CSM if you have one or a wonderful agency partner, um, can look at your macros and see which ones you use the most and quickly add those. I mean, you have the data to back up what is actually the most utilized. So the setup that tends to be the most kind of time consuming piece or biggest blocker is actually not going to take that much time. You just need to kind of like tap on somebody for support, Um, but you have a lot of people and tools at Gorges that can kind of speed you up so you can see the benefits faster than like your concern of how long it's going to take to set up. That's what I see all the time. People are like, oh, I love it. I just don't have the time. And then you tell them about these tools and they're like, oh, we can do that this afternoon. And I'm like, yes, like it is doable. I promise I'm not just saying that. It's very true. I've done it many a time. (laughs)
1: I think it's one of those things you kind of have to sell the end goal to say, look, you know, it takes some hard work at the beginning, but it's just going to be, you know, plain sailing uh, thereafter.
0: And those are things that you set up one time. Maybe, Yvonne, like depending on how much you've hung out in Gorges, you set them up one time and they're running. Um, It doesn't require this constant maintenance unless maybe some of your product lines do obviously like any policies. But it's a one and done situation that you'll be able to reap the benefits from long after Black Friday, Cyber Monday.
2: Exactly.
1: Natalie, I've realised we're at uh, what time. Just one final question for you. Actually, I've got yeah. two, but the first one is um, okay. So, could you share some last-minute tips or insights for e-commerce merchants to make the most of their automation during, or even customer service during Black Friday, Cyber Monday?
0: Yeah, I would say the biggest one, and I'm having this talk almost every day, so I feel good enough. <laughs> I feel confident that I can give kind of this tip. Plan for the worst-case scenario. Um, this is a time where that should almost feel soothing. So this is what I mean. Plan for if your top agent or your like, you know, most knowledgeable agent isn't going to be there. Do we have the macros that they would use? Do we have the automations in place so that the volume doesn't kind of overwhelm the team that is there? Plan for your escalations. There's always going to be somebody. You can have your A game in place, but there's always going to be some sort of escalation, someone who's upset, who needs to talk to somebody what is the plan? Are we going to kind of run in a panic and post on Slack, I need help immediately? Or are we going to set up a system when a ticket is tagged with escalation, it immediately slacks the team lead? Like plan for whatever the worst case scenario is so that when those happen, because they will happen, it is inevitable. You can have all your ducks in a row. There will always it be It wouldn't something.
1: be fun if they didn't happen.
0: I know. I'd, look, <laughs> ideally, this never happens and you think I'm crazy on this call. But if they happen, it won't even be that scary because you already have a process in place and it's not going to really disrupt anything. So I would just say run through your worst case scenarios and plan accordingly is like tip number one.
1: Plan for the worst, hope for the best.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that, that is the really motto. Comes down to that.
1: Yeah. Um, I have so time for your we, second
0: question if you want. Well, the,
1: the next, the, the second one was um, yeah. we like to ask all our guests kind of if they read a book recently or if they listen to a podcast and if they wouldn't mind sharing that with us
0: yes um oh I feel so cliche I feel like a lot of people know about this podcast but I've been listening to it for a very long time and I still genuinely enjoy it um, how I built this with guy Raz yeah I love that podcast I never get sick of it I've also been listening for years especially the ones with brands that I buy and I feel personally invested in it's just crazy how small things can start um, yeah. with almost something as silly as like a little idea and take these for like your, you know, brands too that are starting small and they can end up being Spanx, <laughs> you know, like something yeah. crazy. So I just find that podcast super inspiring. I've been sucked in for years, but obviously it's for a reason. So that is my favorite. If anybody has not, it's never too late.
1: I would second that. And I think the great thing about that is it's quite a raw podcast as far as people, as far as the the founders talk about the struggles they've had and the problems they've had and how they've had to pivot or whatever. And it's not just been plain sailing and and they've not become overnight successes.
0: They're very upfront about it, which I genuinely appreciate. They're not, I agree 100%. They are not just coming in like, oh, it was great. It just worked. They will tell you all the problems. And hopefully we learn from their mistakes so we don't do it twice.
1: <laughs> exactly. Cool. We'll, we'll put a link to that again. But I, I, I like that podcast as well. And they're not too long either. No, um, they're nice. So that's uh, that's a really good one. But uh, well, love it. Um, Ivan, is, I don't know if there's anything you want to add?
2: Just wanted to add that I love that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good. Okay. I feel like I made a good suggestion then if we're all fans. But it really Absolutely. has been great to talk today If anybody finds me helpful, I would always love to talk some more. Um, But make sure you share my info.
1: (laughs) And if anyone wants to learn more about Gorgeous, go straight to the website,
0: gorgeous.com. Go to the website. Um, I will happily plug my email if anybody finds it helpful. I don't mind talking to anybody if you have any questions, even on an automation front. may take a little while to respond since that is the hot topic of the moment. So don't get disappointed if I don't have a five-minute first response time. But um, feel free to contact me and the website is great. Everybody can yeah. help you out there.
1: We'll put some information in, uh, in the show notes and link to Definitely. LinkedIn as well. Well, Natalie, thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you so much. All the much. best
1: during quarter four. And I look
0: forward to catching up with you again. You too. We'll talk after the craziness. Thank you both. Yeah. Have you a good you. one. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big Commerce Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your favourite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. If you've got ideas or suggestions for future episodes, please send us an email, info at thebigcommercepodcast.com or on our social media platforms.
0: Whoa.